Welcome back in, Brady Farkas Show, right here on WDEV, AM and FM, and WDEVradio.com. As we continue to monitor the Patriots in the offseason training program here, a lot of the conversation has centered on Mac Jones and Cam Newton. But one of the storylines that is big that we haven't talked too much about is still the ongoing questions about Stephon Gilmore's future. He's a free agent coming up after next year. He's not being paid a ton of money commensurate with what his accomplishments are right now in New England. So we still don't know where the organization goes with him. And now it seems like other organizations and other fan bases may be trying to poach him away from New England. I was scrolling through Twitter last week, and it came up to me that uh, the crew over at 710 ESPN Seattle is advocating for the Seahawks to call the Patriots and try to trade for Stephon Gilmore. So joining me now is Michael Bumpus from 710 ESPN Seattle, former Seahawks wide receiver and a former college star at Washington State. So, Michael, de- defend your take here. Why are you trying to poach Stephon Gilmore away? Man, you got to go after a guy like Gilmore, um, a former in, uh, excuse me, defensive player of the year in the NFL. This guy has been a lockdown corner for a bunch of years, and he's done it. In New England, we all know Bill Belichick is great with his defensive schemes, and he really coaches guys up. And at this point, the Hawks are one or two players away, in my opinion, of being true contenders. Every year, they are contenders because of Russell Wilson, number three. He puts them in the mix. But what have they been missing? They've been missing that dominant defense that people are used to seeing from 2013 and 14. Now, I caution folks, right? Don't always go back and try to relive the glory days. But take a piece of that recipe and add it to the team that you have now. You have a team with offensive weapons galore. You got DK, you got Lockie, you got Chris Carson, Gerald Everett is over from the Rams now. So now let's enhance that defense. They have made some moves on defense. They acquired Witherspoon from the 49ers. You got Hyder from the 49ers on that defensive line. But the secondary is where this team has been hurt the most. They were giving up at some point, Brady, it seemed like 500 yards a game. Guys yeah. are just going up top. So you go get a guy who has lots of guys down. They locked down DK last year. DK had a day against him, but he's going up against DK. You get a guy who can enhance the secondary. I think the box is solid. It's all about that secondary. Why not go get a veteran? It makes sense why the Seahawks would want Gilmore, but does your trade premise come with a contract extension too? Because if we're talking about Stephon Gilmore playing on a one-year deal for a team that's pretty good playoff caliber, I'd argue why doesn't he just stay in New England then? That's a safe bet. Stay in New England. Now it's all about relationships, right? Or or how he views this team. We know New England struggled last year, but they had a lot of guys opt out, opt out because of COVID. Now you have Cam Newton who had his struggles. You got Mac Jones who's going to battle for that spot over there. How does he feel about New England? Does he think this team is capable of playing winning football again? He knows what it looks like. He's been there for a while. He's seen Tom Brady work. He knows what winning football looks like. So what does the future look like to him? And now does he want to come out West? Do you want a different environment? Like you're going from two different coaches. If he were to leave and come to Seattle, you're going from Bill Belichick, the disciplinarian, I'm not going to smile. Don't ask me any dumb questions to Pete Carroll. I'm going to let you be yourself free flowing high fives. Let's have some fun at some point in guys careers. They have to make a decision. Am I okay with the situation that I'm in guys with leverage. Now Gilmore has leverage. He's a veteran. Am I okay with my situation? Or do I want to switch it up and experience something else? That's what I'm banking on. I'm banking on him thinking, man, maybe the grass is greener over there. Talk to me about the mindset of a pro athlete, because I think Gilmore uh, is in a really interesting spot. We look at the AFC East, we say, hey, the Jets are rebuilding. They're not going to be great for a couple of years. The Dolphins are a run first team. We don't quite know what Tua is. Like outside of Buffalo, I look at Gilmore and say, hey, I can do some pretty good things in this division and I can continue to up my own stats and my own name and my own standing in the league. Whereas if I go to Seattle, 
Maybe I got a better chance to win a Super Bowl, but I'm getting tested every single week in that division. Like, I don't know. Like, talk to me about the competition factor and what guys may value. Yeah, that's a, a, another great point, right? You come out west, you got to deal with Hopkins, you got to deal with AJ yeah. Green, you got to deal with Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel. I mean, the receiving cores over here is a bit thicker than over there, and it's a lot tougher. It's the best division in football, in my opinion. So now it's about, okay. Can I look at this division? Can I look at the receivers that they have over there and accept the challenge and say, you know what? I still have an ego. I'm still one of the best corners in the league. It doesn't matter who they have over there. And now you look at the football teams. Again, which teams give us the better chance to win? If I am Gilmore and I'm in his situation, one, it's about the money. Both teams are going to pay him about the same if they do the one-year deals, about $7 million. Yep. That's what the Hawks have in, in cap space anyway. And second, it's about... Okay, am I still challenging myself? Do I still have that chip on my shoulder? Because at some point, guys reach a point, Brady, and they're like, man, I'm established. I am who I am. I don't have to prove anything. If that's the way he feels, I can see him staying in, in New England and taking the easy route. But now, if he's like, you know what, I want to shut some of these young guys up, you know, or I want to go up against a couple of the greats. I want to go up against D-Hop and, and the young Brandon Ayuk and the guys over out West. Personal challenges is going to make or are going to be a huge factor in this does he feel like he has to prove something and then also culture like mean, it always gets, gets back to culture is he is he in his comfort zone in new england and does he mind getting out of it talk to me a little bit about quarterback stability because i think if you're talking about a one-year deal where there's no additional contract if i'm gilmore i'd rather go play with russell wilson than what the patriots have going on right now but if you're looking for something more long term I could get why a guy doesn't want to be in New England because you just don't know what the future is in playing with a potential rookie quarterback and you're 30-plus years old. Do you want a young quarterback who you know is there to go 7-10? and 10? Is Russell Wilson going to be there long-term in Seattle? Because if he is, I think that's a lot more attractive. Is he? That's the question. Is he going to be here long-term, Russell Wilson? Have the Seattle Seahawks done enough to appease the grumpy veteran? Hmm. I think they have. I think he'll be here for at least two years. But over in New England, you just don't know. I think Cam Newton, I've been a fan of Cam Newton. I loved his career, his MVP season, going to the Super Bowl. I just don't think he has it anymore. I think that that's why you draft Mac Jones. Uh, that's why um, you, you, you have this young guy kind of pushing Cam Newton. If Cam's in the right offense, maybe he has some juice left in those arms. But from what I saw last year, the guy's banged up. He's been injured. I just don't think he has it anymore. Russell Wilson has to be the more attractive quarterback. You have a guy who is going to put up 30 touchdowns every single year. He's going to play almost every game, knock on wood. He's played in every game so far in his career. And there's a stability over there. And as we get older, as I get older in life, what am I searching for? Stability. I got kids. I got a wife. I got a mortgage. I got all these things I need to handle. I need stability in my career. And that's what gives the Seahawks the edge is that Russell Wilson, even if he's only here for a year, even if he's only here for two years, he's going to give this team a chance to win right now. You can't say that in New England. Cam Newton didn't, didn't give him a chance to win last year. Obviously, he was hurt. I understand that. Mac Jones is a rookie. I never count on rookies. I don't care what position they're in. I don't care how I would, where they're drafted. You just don't want to count on rookies. Every now and then you get a Justin Jefferson and guys who ball out and, and change that narrative. But you don't want to count on rookies. You're looking at the quarterback position. You win with quarterbacks. Russell Wilson's here. One of the games last year that was one of the best on the NFL schedule was Patriots-Seahawks week two yeah. in Seattle. And if Cam doesn't get stopped at the one, the Patriots win that game, and maybe their, their season ends up differently. 
What did you think of Cam from afar in that game? Because we walked out of that game thinking Cam looked pretty darn good, and I tend to be optimistic on Cam, but it sounds like you're attributing that to the Seahawks' defense was horrendous last year. Well, they were horrendous, but you still have to make the play. And Julian Edelman had his best game of the year as well. I look at that, and I'm thinking, man, Cam to Julian, that can be dangerous. Cam was getting loose a bit with his feet, at least enough to be a threat. And you're right, after that game, I'm thinking Cam is back. And, and, and I'm rooting for Cam, just not against the Seahawks. I'm like, I yeah. want to see this, <laughs> this man succeed. Um, and then it comes down to a goal line stop. I believe LJ Collier forced everything inside. We got pads on Cam's thigh and pretty much flipped him over. But uh, after that game, man, I thought he was good to go. But then something happened. I don't know if he was banged up after that game. I don't know if teams just kind of figured out, look, all you got to do is shut down Julian and it's a wrap. But something changed after that game. But that's the beauty of football, man. You play one game, then the team has a week to prepare. Then every single week, man, those tapes are going in the archives. And, and coaches get smarter. They picked up on, pick up on tendencies and really found where Cam uh, was weak. And for Cam, it's just sitting in the pocket and throwing the football. And when you're in your 30s now and you've been a running quarterback, you've taken a bunch of hits, the most hits as any, as any quarterback in the NFL, you're, you're going to break down a bit. And I think that's what we saw. Well, I'll get you out of here on this. So the idea that the Seahawks defense needs help was aided by that game, and that's why you want Stephon Gilmore. What's the price you pay for a former defensive player of the year who only has one year left on his deal? Ah, oh, man, what's the price you pay? They're going to try to keep him around $7 million, but I think you don't disrespect the man. And, and, and you know what, Brady, people talk about cap space. Man, they could move money around. There's I guess I meant – I meant more in terms of the trade offer to New England. Are you offering a second? Are you offering a fourth? What do you offer for him? Oh, man, I, I wouldn't go as far as a second. I would go with a fourth-round pick, and I just don't know if that's if that's enough to get him. You know, I don't know if Bill Belichick is going to feel disrespected you know, with the yeah. offer. But I think that's where you go right now, just because the Hawks don't have a lot of draft capital. Now, if you were to flip it and ask me uh, about Julio Jones, I say you do whatever you, get, you, you, you have to to get Julio Jones. But with Gilmore, because I feel like this defense is in a better place than it was last year, just with the, the guys that they brought over, man, I think you offer a fourth and, and cross your fingers and hope that him talking to Russell and guys over here um, makes it a bit more attractive. Well, it will continue to be a storyline that we monitor as we move through the offseason as we head towards Patriots football just a couple of months from now. Michael Bumpus over at 710 ESPN Seattle, former Seahawks wide receiver and a former star at Washington State with us here on the Brady Farkas Show. Michael, man, we appreciate your perspective and time, and uh, we'll do it again sometime. All right, Brady, appreciate you, man. Have a good one.